0: hit the halfway point of the Gamecocks 2023 football season. As we do each and every single season, I'm here to hand out my grades in our midseason report card. We're going to talk offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and I'll give an overall grade for the first six games of year three of the Shane Beamer era. So let's start offensively. You take a look at the Gamecocks offense and dabble login, South Carolina averaging 29 points per game through the first six games, 410.2 yards per game. And just looking at some totals and where it ranks, guys, the 29 points per game for South Carolina actually only ranks 12th best in the SEC. South Carolina ranks 13th. Excuse me, that's rushing yards per game. Total yards per game. South Carolina sits at 7th in the SEC, 410 yards per game. Now, passing yards per game, South Carolina near the top, of course, led by quarterback Spencer Rattler, 3rd in the SEC, 312.33 yards per game. Isn't it ironic? The leader in passing yards per game right now, guys, it's not LSU. You would think it is. It's Georgia at 337 passing yards per game. Carson Beck having a really, really productive season. It's been a struggle to run the football, as we all know. Uh, South Carolina 13th in the SEC, 97.83 yards per game, but that facet of the game looks to be improving with Mario Anderson. And, guys, you look beyond the numbers because here's what's interesting. At this point last year, South Carolina was averaging more points per game than they are right now. At this point last year, South Carolina was sitting at around 31 points per game. This year's Gamecocks football team at 29 points per game. But nobody would sit there and say the offense was better last year than it is this year. I think what you're seeing, guys...
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: The points-per-game statistic last year, I think, for South Carolina was a little bit misleading because that was counting the defensive and special teams touchdowns. This has been all offense for South Carolina. There hasn't been a single defensive score that I can recall, and special teams neither. Special teams has not played much of a factor either. And you look at what QB1 has done. And Spencer Rattler, I mean, I think even those – that had extremely high expectations of him, thought he could have a breakout season. I I don't know that anybody saw this coming. The type of performance he's having, guys, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I think you could argue with what he's had to work with. I think you could argue he is the best quarterback in the SEC. Now, the offensive line, it's been a work in progress, right? It's been a makeshift offensive line, starting out with that UNC game. The good news for South Carolina is I think the offensive line has improved since week one. But still, it's somewhat of an inconsistent unit, right? I mean, yes, against Florida, you only surrendered two sacks and you ran for over 100 yards. But then just two weeks prior to that, you surrendered six sacks to Tennessee. So the 25 sacks, obviously, at the halfway point is disturbing. You feel like you're starting to get somewhat of a running game going with Marvio Anderson, although the running game is still a major question mark. You were able to run the football effectively against Florida Mario Anderson, just shy of 100 Rushing yards. Also, you look at the wide receiver position and what South Carolina has been able to do offensively without Juice Wells ha- has been wildly impressive, and it's because of the emergence of Xavier Leggett. Xavier Leggett has been fantastic, one of the best wide receivers, not just in the SEC but in all of college football. I think we'd all agree has really turned into that explosive downfield threat that we were all expecting. And even Trey Knox of late is starting to come on, I think, 15 catches in his last two games. And even Joshua Simon got involved in the last game with a touchdown catch against Florida. So the tight end position is starting to contribute more and more and more. All that being said, through six games, I'm going to give the offense a B minus. And again, the reason goes back to Spencer Rattler's been fantastic. I mean, he gets an A plus, right? And if we're talking first-half MVPs, it's hard for me to give that award to anybody else other than Spencer Rattler. He has been nearly flawless, and he puts on his Superman cape every single weekend to give the Gamecocks a chance. The offensive line deficiencies are the things that stand out the most, guys. 25 sacks allowed. 13th in the SEC in rushing yards, rushing offense. Now, it looks like it's getting better, Why it took this coaching staff so long to realize that Mario Anderson was the guy at the running back position, is the guy moving forward, that's a mystery that we'll never get the answer to. But it looks like there is an answer in the backfield. Again, Xavier Leggett's also been fantastic, but outside of him, you know, it's it's been sort of who steps up this week, right? Is it Eddie Lewis? Is it Amarian Brown? Is it is it uh, Nicholas Harbor? Is it Luke Doty? Is it the on Joiner? Who is it, right? So there haven't been a lot of answers outside of him. And I think when you look at this offense as a whole and where it ranks, I think a B minus is the correct grade for them. Now I think the upside is much greater than that. I think the postseason grade could be much higher because of the way Spencer Rattler's playing and because of some things that I think of the offensive line continues to progress and. Uh, The running game continues to evolve, and we saw guys in that Florida game. The offense was certainly not the reason that South Carolina lost that football game, but you have to factor in all six games, what they've been to this point. The sack number and the rushing offense, the offensive line as a whole, that's the thing that's got to continue to come along. A B-grade I give out for the Gamecocks offense in the first six games. Let me also say, by the way, I'm not giving him a grade necessarily, but a job well done, I think, through the first six games for Dowell Loggins, the offensive coordinator. We, we had our doubts. I was skeptical. I mean, flat out, I was skeptical of that hiring. And I think Dowell Loggins, it's a passing grade thus far. Another step forward this offense needs to take, which we'll talk about this later in the show, playing well on the road. This offense averaging about half of the production on the road as they are at home. Got to be able to go on the road and play well on the road as well. To the defensive side of the football, we go. Embrace yourselves, folks, because these numbers are ugly. South Carolina is allowing 31.3 points per game, 451 and a half yards per game. Both some of the worst marks in the SEC, and to say that it's been abysmal, to say that it's made you just want to gouge your eyes out, watching South Carolina defensively, I mean, guys, it has been flat-out brutal. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. It's been flat-out brutal when you watch this football team. And it's, you know, I I thought the defense might be an issue, I thought the defense might take a step back, if you will. But to see what we have seen to this point, I mean, it it just goes almost beyond all comprehension, really, truly. The Gamecocks passing defense, the worst in the SEC, or one of the worst in the SEC, cannot stop anybody. If you'd have told me that the rushing defense was going to improve at such a rate, was going to improve at the rate in which they've done so this season, right? Only allowing, I think, just under 150 yards per game on the ground. Like, they've done a good job. But the reason is, the reason is, is that why run the ball when the explosive plays down the field are there for the taking? And boy, oh boy, have they been down the field. Have they been there for opponents this season? I mean, guys, when you've got a pair of games in which you've allowed over 400 passing yards to a quarterback, 487 to Will Rogers, and 423 to Graham Mertz, yeah, you, you know you have issues, right? I mean, you, you just you know you have issues. And South Carolina undoubtedly has major, major issues. That Florida game we just witnessed a couple of days ago being sort of the exclamation point on the first half of the season. North Carolina was abysmal. Georgia, you held your own. Give this defense credit. That, to me, guys, the the second half of Furman and really the first half of the Georgia game, it, it feels like is the only good football this defense has played all season. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at GameTime. Go download the GameTime app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's SP or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. And you're having to combat that and try to overcome that. And unfortunately, what your offense has done and all these great performances, they've just gone by the wayside. They've been wasted. Great offensive performances wasted because your defense can't stop a freaking nosebleed. A D- is where I fall with the defense. The only reason it's not an F, guys, is because I do give credit to South Carolina for stopping the run at a much more effective rate this season. Uh, But outside of that, I mean, what good is there really to say for South Carolina? What good can you say? I mean, the Gamecocks, across the board, have been abysmal. And, you know, again, at all three levels, that's what's frustrating at all three levels. Here we go. National ranks for the Gamecocks defensively. Total defense at 451.5 yards per game, 124th nationally. Passing defense, 321.7 yards per game, 133rd nationally. Guys, keep in mind, there's only, what, 139 teams? 139, I believe, is the number. So, 133rd nationally in pass defense. 31.3 points per game, 107th nationally in scoring defense. Rushing defense, 129.8 yards per game. 55th nationally, which, again, you made a step forward there. Tackles for loss, only 27. 120th nationally. Fourth down conversions, you've given up. 10. 121st nationally. Sacks, you only have 13. You're one of the worst in the SEC. 80th nationally. And finally, takeaways, which is what you've hung your hat on for the first two years, the Shane Bieber era and the Clayton White era. 7. 94th. Nationally, the Gamecocks are not getting the turnovers to mask their deficiencies this year. They're on full display. And again, a D minus through the first six games is how I grade Clayton White's unit. Now we move to special teams. Special teams, I think special teams is a bit of a victim of how good they've been in years past for South Carolina guys because. It's not like the special teams has been terrible, right? You had the nice onside kick in the UNC game. You had a blot kick or a tipped kick against Florida. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, that's the thing, though. You haven't had a ton of great special teams plays, and you've had just as many blunders as you have great plays, I think, guys. I mean, you think about the failed two-point conversions and you you had a botched extra point in the game against Florida and, like, Things that just did not happen in the first two years have been happening. Also, let's face it, Kai Kroger has been inconsistent. He has not been great for South Carolina this year. I'm going to give the special teams a C C+. Is that a little bit more harsh than probably maybe they deserve? I mean, you could argue so, but I think the expectations were set so high for special teams, right? Beamer ball to the moon. Beamer ball The expectations were set so high that it's made the performance this year that much more tough to watch. And again, when you got Kai Kroger, a guy that was incredible last year, shanking punts, right? Even Mitch Jeter missed a kick earlier in the season. He's been very, very good since then. But I just think special teams in the first half, it has not had the impact on games that we're accustomed to seeing. And that we're used to seeing. So for that reason, I give the special teams a C plus. I would not be surprised if in this second half, special teams doesn't become more of a factor. But in the first six ball games, it was a mixed bag, to say the least. C plus for beamer ball in the first six games of the 2023 season. We move into coaching. We move to coaching. There have been things, guys in the first half of this season that have really caused concern when it comes to not just this 2023 season, but I think the Shane Beamer era as a whole. The adjustments or lack thereof across the board. Personnel issues, usage of personnel. I mentioned earlier in the show, why did it take so long to realize that Mario Anderson was this team's RB1 and it wasn't even close? How were you in games against North Carolina and Florida when you had extra time to prepare? You displayed two of your worst performances of the season. How does that happen? On the bright side, Dabble Loggins, I think, has done a really, really good job, especially with Spencer Rattler and getting him comfortable and getting the best out of QB1. Outside of that, I think Pete Limbo does a good job of his unit. But, like, guys, outside of that, I mean, you can really – there's a lot of things you can point to and question the coaching in the first six games. I mean, defensively as a whole, guys, when you're calling for your defensive coordinator's job, it's probably not a good sign. And I think Shane Beamer has done a good job or as good a job as he can in regards to – to keeping this team positive and keeping this group afloat. But, guys, you know it's not a good sign when your coach's post-game press conference outbursts match the number of wins you have in the first six games. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign at all. I think Dabble-Loggins has been the bright spot, but I think across the board, guys, I, th- I think there's a lot of questions. I, I really do. In regards to the way you use personnel, adjustments, or lack thereof, not being able to get your team ready to play and and play their best football with extra time to prepare. I think there's things to be concerned about. I give the coaching a C-. I give the coaching a C-, guys. I think Dabble Loggins is the bright spot outside of that. I, I think it's been questionable to say the least. And finally, guys, my overall grade for South Carolina in the first six games of the 2023 football season, two and four overall record, one and three in SEC play. Not a whole lot of bright spots, guys, truly. Um, you know, before the Florida game, you looked at the schedule and said, hey, South Carolina's played... Three top 25 teams. Their combined opponent's record is 15-1. and They've just been a a, a victim of a brutal schedule. And South Carolina's played a tough schedule. Let's let's not get it twisted, right? North Carolina's really, really good. Georgia's Georgia. And Tennessee is a top-tier SEC team as well. But then the Florida loss happened. And, And that was the one, guys, that you could argue sent this season off the rails. And I think when we look back, if South Carolina does unfortunately go 4-8 and or 5-7, and we're going to look at that Florida game and say that was the one. That was the one that derailed any hope of this being a positive season for South Carolina. Your two wins, one over Furman. I mean, you throw that out as an FCS game, and that was a game, guys, that was close in the first half. Furman was beating you at one point. And then Mississippi State, You had to escape by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin just to find a way to beat a team that, you know, we've got. You'll see in our SEC power rankings down at the bottom of those power rankings in most regard as one of the worst teams in the SEC. So you're halfway through this season, and you don't have a quality win, I would say. The bright spot has been offensively Spencer Rattler. His performance outside of that, guys, and I'm not trying to have recency bias because the Florida game just happened and we're all down and out, doom and gloom, but, guys, the reality is there hasn't been a whole lot to crow about in the first six games. It just happened. There's not a whole lot of positives to draw from the first six games. Your offense has been good, but your defense has been abysmal. Your special teams has been so-so. Your coaching has been less than stellar. You put all that together, and you have a losing record at the halfway point. Overall grade for South County football at this point, a D. I give a D overall grade. You've got an SEC win under your belt. Congratulations. You haven't lost every game you've played, but it's very close to an F. And that Florida game, guys, literally was the difference between, I think, a C-plus grade And the grade currently. It meant that much. Overall grade of D for South Carolina through the first six contests of 2023. And we'll see how much these grades change when we revisit them at Season 10.